Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Welcome once again to Golf Life Now. This is a service of Logan Anderson, LLC. Uh, we are real estate agents and brokers on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, but we like to cover a broad area dealing with how business and property investment and people that are buying houses to live in for themselves, uh, for vacation rentals, selling properties of any type. So we're going to mix real estate with the business aspects. And that's what we typically do on this podcast for those of you that haven't listened to one once before. So the subject today is going to be the financial side of starting a small business. Now, you may not have thought in the past about starting a small business. Uh, possibly you have. There's something you like to do. Maybe you turn a hobby into a business, possibly after you've retired. Maybe you want to do it as a side gig, uh, whatever. The reason uh, many people have thought about starting a business. Assuming that you're moving along in that direction and you probably will start a business. And uh, let me just pause for a second. Uh, A lot of people who buy a second home uh, can actually rent that second home as a vacation home just for maybe, you know, a few weeks out of the year or just a few times of the year just to make some extra money. That puts that property into a position as a business if you choose to do that. There is another uh, podcast that discusses this in some more detail, so I'm not going to go into that. Uh, The point I'm trying to make is the connection here with Logan Anderson is uh, obviously on the real estate side. And then some of you may want to become property managers, or you may want to buy some rental properties such as apartment buildings, Um, and other kinds of investments that involve uh, people living in the properties that you manage. Nevertheless, it doesn't make any difference what type of business you're going to do, whether it's mowing lawns or repairing houses. Again, see, I drew this back in. I want to talk to you about um, the financial aspects, as I mentioned. So let's dive right in. When you are creating a business, it's very important that you start out correctly, do things what I call right. And that means separate your personal financial life from your business life. You need to cut that cord, make that uh, a wall between the two. So you never put money that you have earned into your personal account and you never use personal account funds to buy something for the business. What you do is create a checking account for your business create the business you go take the time and the effort to go to the state or to the local government where depending on where you are and create a business now it can be a sole proprietorship you can have Jones and Sons if you want on there uh, and you can file a DBA which is doing business as Jones and Sons. So it is uh, John Smith doing business as Jones and Sons or John Jones doing business at Jones and Sons. 
uh, and you can create that with your, usually with a local county uh, or even with a state. Now, I happen to be in Mississippi, and Mississippi allows you to create a DBA at the state level, and that means that is your name. No one else is going to be able to take it. You can also take the step to create a limited liability company, something else I have talked about on other podcasts and in our blog site. Regardless of the type of organization, it has to be something that is not the same as you. You don't want your business liabilities crossing over into your personal life. If something happens to your business, someone sues you, and you have not made that change to cut off your personal life from your business life, it's possible that you could lose something of valuable, such as your house. So that's one of the first things you need to do. And again, I'm not going to go into all the details about how to do that, except to say that when you start that process, you need to open a checking account. You can do this once you file with the state, get your legal name, you need to get a tax ID number from the federal government. And if nothing creates that business, nothing other than that you've done with the state or, or anyone else, that tax ID number is the thing that actually does create the legal entity because now you have created what is in effect a person because the federal government and the state governments recognize that tax ID number basically as a different person. It's not the same as you because you have a social security number, which means that all of the transactions in the future are going to be using that uh, federal identification number, okay? And you're going to need that at the bank to open up a bank account. Also, if you have created an LLC or a subchapter S corporation, for example, you're probably going to need some more documents, such as the document from the state, maybe even an agreement between the individuals who are members of the LLC or who are shareholders of the corporation. So you take those items down to the bank and you open up a checking account. Some banks, or you can actually go to a credit union as well. Uh, I prefer credit unions in some cases. I have several accounts with credit unions because they're a little bit more flexible than some banks. However, pick the institution that you're most comfortable with. It doesn't have to be down the street. Most of the activities that you're going to be undertaking are going to be done electronically in the future. But it's important to start off working with a bank or financial institution such as a credit union that offers a variety of different products. And one of the products I want to get into is the line of credit. I also want to talk about a business credit card. So let me start with the business credit card. Now, a business credit card is not the same as a personal credit card. It may be a Visa, and maybe a MasterCard, maybe American Express. It is not the same. And it's important that the institution you're applying to will tell you that this is a business credit card. Now, the difference between a business credit card and a personal credit card is that personal credit card issuers report to the three big credit agencies and they do that on a regular basis and any use of those cards will impact your credit score. 
you don't want your business to drag down your your credit score. Uh, you want that to be separate. A business credit card does not use the same type of credit reporting system. So whatever you've charged on your business credit card is not reported to the credit agencies. Now this is very important because a lot of businesses carry debt on their credit cards. They need to. They need receivables financing, for example, or maybe they even have a line of credit. I'll get into that in a moment. But all of those things deal with business and they are not reported to the consumer credit reporting agencies, which is important. Because if you use the $10,000 credit limit that you have on your personal Visa card and you run that up to $8,000 or $9,000 uh, or even up to the max for your business, it will show up on your personal credit and it will reduce your credit score. Now, why is that important? Because you just go, well, I'm not using it for anything else. And I'm not applying for any other credit. That's not exactly true. Every year when your house insurance is renewed and your car insurance is renewed and other insurances are renewed, those companies will look at your credit score and the payment that you make on those policies will be based in part on your credit score. So it's important that you keep your credit score high at all times. And that's one of the reasons you don't want to have high limits on your credit cards. So you have those high limits on your business credit cards and you run them up to the top because you need that money for business. It's going to pay itself back. It's going to cover the interest. And that's all fine. As long as it's on the business side, it doesn't show up on the personal side, which is a very good thing. Now, that's the credit card. And again, you need to make sure it's an actual business credit card. You can also get one from American Express. I'll tell you in just a moment about how important that was for me when I started out with one of my larger business opportunities. So you've applied for that card and you want a high limit on that credit card also. Not a small limit. You need more than 10000 probably $20,000, $25,000. Now they may not ask you how much of a limit you want. They may just give the card to you and you can always apply for a higher limit later. But if they do ask you, then try to get it now. Now, applying for that business credit card means that they will look at your personal credit to get that business card. Um, so even though what's charged on that card doesn't go to the consumer reporting agencies, being able to obtain the card requires a high credit score, or at least a, whatever they expect is a good credit score, probably something in the high sixes. Uh, the better your credit score, the higher the amount they're going to give you, the limit, and the better the interest rate that they give you as well. But that is the only time that the two cross over is when you make the first application for that business credit card. They will check your personal credit. Once you get the business credit card, that will show up on your bank account and you can track all your expenses from there. I'll get into that just a little bit more here in a moment, but I want to jump now into the line of credit. Uh, it's important that you obtain a line of credit. Now, the line of credit will usually have an interest rate that's a little bit lower than the credit card rate, and the line of credit rate for a business 
is wholly different than a line of credit you may get as an individual. You may try to get a line of credit as an individual and they might give you an interest rate of 9 or 10%, for example, just throwing a number out. And the business rate might be 2% less than that. Uh, business rates tend to be a little bit lower. Now, the reason for the line of credit is that you can move money in and out, in and out, in and out, and it doesn't affect the balance on your credit card uh, unless you work with a bank such as I did years ago with Navy Federal, where they basically said, we can give you a maximum of 30, I think it was $30,000 at the time, and you can split it up any way you want. And I said, well, give me 15000 on the credit card and 15000 on the line of credit. Uh, so that you have the opportunity. And basically, they're interchangeable. You can use the, the line of credit to pay off the credit card, for example, and then you can make credit card charges, and then when the cash comes in, you can pay off the line of credit. So they work back and forth. But both of them, again, they are on the business side, and they are not reported to the consumer reporting agencies. Now, the reason I suggest the line of credit, and uh, I'm a big one for uh, recommending highly leverage opportunities. That means that uh, I don't mind borrowing money and paying interest on it as long as the thing that I'm borrowing it for is generating a sufficient net return after all of the costs, including the cost of the money. It's better to use somebody else's money than it is to use your money. And I would say that this is the case you may have some money stashed away someplace in a brokerage account. You start your small business, and you need $10,000 to buy something, uh, you know, inventory that you want to sell. Uh, don't take it out of your brokerage account. Take it out of the line of credit account. Just make sure that the return is going to be satisfactory to you, and keep, again, your, keep your personal money uh, out of your business to the extent that you can. If you get to the point where you need more money than the line of credit can give you, you can always go back to the bank and ask them for more. You can also ask for a loan, too. Uh, the Small Business Administration guarantees some loans, typically for businesses that have about a two-year track record. Uh, so essentially, what you want to do is establish a relationship with a financial institution or two, and make sure that you have all of the business credit that you need up front. Now, this happens easier for people that have a job and have a W-2 income coming in. You can pretty much get what you want. If you have a high credit score, you'll get all of this credit set up for you. It's difficult if you're self-employed to get credit. It's one of those ironic things in life if you need credit, no one wants to get it to give it to you. When you don't need it, everyone wants to give it to you. So if you are still working and you're planning on leaving a job and you're earning pretty good money and you have a good credit record, it's time to get all of that credit set up for you before you make any changes. Don't make the changes first. Get the credit first. It'll be a lot easier for you to do that. For those of you that are going to retire, you have a job now, a W-2 job. Again, you're making pretty good money, and you've got money salted away. Um, basically, in, to get a line of credit, to get a, a business credit card, 
they're not looking at how much money you stashed away. They're not looking at your retirement fund of a half million dollars. They don't care about that. What they care about is your ability to repay the amount that you borrow, uh, whatever it is during on that monthly payment. That's what they care about. That's what they're going to focus on. So they want to see that income coming in on a regular basis to be able to make those payments. You know, anyone can have $500,000 in the bank and go out and, and use it all in Las Vegas tomorrow, and then it's gone. So you can understand why a bank person uh, who is following all the rules says, we don't really care what you've got stacked in your bank account there or on your in your stocks. We want to know what that consistent income is coming in. So if you're going to retire soon, Get your line of credit for the business you're going to do after retirement all set up. Get everything taken care of. Get that credit card done. Uh, might be a good idea for you to get both a Visa and an American Express credit card. Uh, you can get Sometimes you can get them both from the same bank, even though uh, American Express is separate. Navy, for example, does offer a, an American Express card. Now, I believe it's uh, just a personal card, but there may be a bank that offers a business one as well. Now, let me tell you the story a little bit about American Express. I started a business many years ago, and I didn't borrow any money to start my business. I put about $10,000 in cash that I had into it, and I used my American Express credit card for business. And shortly, they gave me a business American Express credit card, and then everything was separate, as I'm telling you to do now. Well, uh, over time, I needed more credit, so I called American Express. I had a good record with them, and they increased my credit line. And then over time, they increased it again and again. I used American Express as my sole source of outside income. That and making sure that I could fund receivables by reducing the amount that I took home Sometimes it was tough uh, up front, but I didn't owe anybody any money except for American Express, which is a bill I had to pay every single month. There was no, I didn't take any long-term options. There weren't any available at the time for American Express. And by the time I sold that business, about 18 years later, we were up to, uh, on average, about Oh, $275,000 to $300,000 a month charged on that business card. And I never paid a penny of interest in all of those years because if you pay off that American Express card when it's due every month, there's no interest charged. And I earned millions and millions of points on American Express. And when I decided to invest in property out of the country over in Spain, my wife and I flew over there every single time, uh, business class, and I never paid for a flight because I had all of those points I used with American Express. So there are some other benefits too. Now, American Express is not the only card that provides points, and you certainly need to have a card that provides points because that's how you get a personal benefit from using it on the business side. So all that time, I didn't pay any amount of money for interest, and I would strongly suggest that you do the same thing when you can. Pay those cards off at the end of the month, and don't pay any interest, and use their money to help finance the growth of your business. 
Now, that's not possible for everyone, but if it is possible for you, that's the way you need to go. So keep your business life separate from your personal life. Uh, doing that legally through an LLC, for example, or even a DBA, but the LLC is a little bit stronger, puts you in a good position with the IRS. Make sure that you are paying taxes properly. Hire a CPA rather than an accountant to make sure that your tax returns are filed properly. After you have about two years of tax returns showing that you're earning money, you'll be able to get higher lines of credit and your business will grow a lot faster as a result. Now let me explain one more thing before I conclude here. It's very important when you start out in your business that you avoid this idea of, well, I can just write it off so I'll take a loss. You don't want to do that. You may actually be entitled to write off all kinds of things to the extent that at the end of the year, your business shows no income. It actually made money because you have depreciation and other things that you would otherwise spend money on. Um, and at the end of the year, you are showing the bank that you didn't make any money. Now, the bank knows that you made money, but it's right there in black and white, and it says you didn't. So what you do is avoid taking all of those deductions up front. Your CPA can push those down the road for you. In other words, you won't lose them. You take them in a year when it, you have tremendous profits and you need those to offset those profits. That's what you do. So you push those down the road and do your best to show a profit in the first year that you start your business and the second year that you start your business because those first two years are important. Uh, the best good start for improving your credit is after two years of tax returns. That's pretty much standard in the industry. And if you've made money in those two years, it's going to help you a great deal. Now, maybe in year three, you've also made a lot of money, but you've got those deductions sitting out there, and you can pull those deductions forward, and then you can take those. And that won't be a big deal because basically they'll track back and they'll look at three years' worth of activity, and they'll see that these are legitimate deductions. Now, some deductions you don't have to worry about. The bankers will strip those off anyway, such as depreciation. Um, that's another whole topic is are the taxes, and I've written about that on the blog site, uh, and we're going to talk about that on the podcast also coming down the road here. So I think if I can summarize here basically by saying that you need to separate your personal life from your business life, you can create a business for almost anything, even if you don't do a lot with it. And I go back to the second home. You bought the second home, and you can afford that second home without earning any income from rentals. But that has piqued your interest, and you thought, well, maybe I will. So I'll contact a property manager in the area where it is located, maybe on the Mississippi Gulf Coast on the beach where I am. And then the property manager says, oh, yeah, we can rent this. And then, you know, you at the end of the year, you've earned $10,000, $15,000, whatever it is, on the rentals. And then you have a real business. You do a business tax return, and then you apply for all these things I talked about, and you get all of this set up. Now, you know, if you don't use that line of credit right away or your credit card right away, 
that's no big deal. I, in fact, I always suggest that even with your personal life, use those credit cards periodically. So on the business side, find some use for it. Just charge something periodically, maybe every, every other month or so if you're not using them, just to keep them active. Same thing with the line of credit. You know, borrow the money, put it in your checking account, then put it back over there again the next month or so. Uh, so get your business credit card. Make sure that it is not a one of those strange credit cards that is actually a personal one, but it's got a business name on it, new. I have one of those, uh, still have it after all these years. You want uh, a pure business credit card, and I would suggest that you get an American Express card. Uh, you heard my whole story there. Uh, it's a great card to get, has tons of benefits, one of the best points programs on the market. And then you also get a Visa or a MasterCard with that same bank because some places won't take American Express and you want to make sure that you're covered everywhere. And then get that line of credit with your financial institution. So, and then the, the last thing is do it all electronically if you can. You, of course, you can go down to the bank if it's local, but American Express won't be. So your whole life should essentially be digital. Make sure you have a great accounting system. There's a free one that you can get at waveapps.com, W-A-V-E-A-P-P-S.com. It's absolutely free, and I'm not paid to tell you that. Um, and it's easy to use. So you have all of that, and and then your bank information and your credit card information will dump right into that account automatically once you get them linked. So you can get this all organized. I just love the fact that, you know, getting your business life organized is so much cleaner and easier and it takes so much stress out of your life so instead of piling up all those receipts there you can scan the receipts into your accounting system and you don't have to worry about it uh, you don't have to go out and hire someone to do the paperwork for your business because most people that start a business do it based on the thing that they have a skill with such as selling real estate for example or managing a property or cutting a lawn and the last thing they know about is accounting and paperwork so you can get that done without hiring all kinds of people to do it for you if you just take the time to learn and then get your cpa for your tax return at the end of the year this way your business is going to grow so please come back to our podcast and don't forget to go to our website logan AndersonLLC.com. We have a variety of blog articles there for you to read, uh, all kinds of things. And you might also want to go to RetireCoast.com, R-E-T-I-R-E-C-O-A-S-T.com, and read the blog articles there. There are many things there about small business, particularly for those of you that are retiring and want something to do with your life. So please come back to our podcast here at Golf Life Now, and thank you for listening.